Hey everybody, welcome back to Rounding the Bases. Uh, this is Cameron Levy with episode 2. And last episode, our inaugural episode, we discussed the uh, episode before the Bachelor finale. And the Bachelor finale was really good. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of past, you know, we know what's happening. And so I felt that um, it's best to jump into sports for the next podcast. Um, and I do have my thoughts on Colton Cassie, which you can consult with me on. They seem great right now, um, even though it's kind of like he's... I don't, I don't want to get into it. Basically, like, he's with her, her family the entire time. It's very weird. They don't seem to be very independent. Um, and the relationship itself was flawed from the start. But anyway, I hope they do great. Um, so for the second episode, I am joined by... My friend Mike Sutton. Um, Mike, I met him this year at Richmond, um, my freshman year. He lives on my floor, and um, I was very shocked and impressed when you know he was bringing up statistics that like only I know about, or baseball writers, or people that I follow on Twitter. Um, first and real so, life encounter. Yeah, real life. Yeah. First real life encounter of anyone <laughs> I follow on Twitter, honestly. And uh, and so. I thought, you know, why not bring him on? Because clearly he knows what he's talking about, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, Mike, tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, uh, maybe major... Oh! And, and, oh, what just happened? That's bizarre. We have the Yankee game on right we now. We have the Yankee game on right now. It's, uh, what, did he catch it? Um, what? It looked Life? like it popped out of his did it hit his? Did it hit Judge or something? What is happening? Hit yeah, yeah, it hit did. Judge. Yeah, that's sad. Anyway, yeah, Glaber just lined the ball off a of judge. Yeah, on that would have been an RBI. Oh, yeah. right off the heel. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, Mike, where are you from? Yeah, uh, major. And how'd you get into sports, baseball? What, yeah. what other shit you follow? Uh, so I'm from New Jersey, small town in New Jersey, um, about 30 minutes from New York City. Uh, played baseball pretty much my whole life, starting with you know t-ball and. Uh, Really started to get into um, statistics and everything when I was when I was pretty young. Um, not quite the advanced stuff until probably 15 or 16 years old. So a few years now of um, kind of research and building up that knowledge. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to end up majoring in philosophy here, um, which is wow. gets made fun of a lot. Uh, people like to say there's not a lot of money in that, but uh, you know it's. Uh, critical thinking and a lot of stuff I'm interested in and it's it's actually applies to a fair amount of real world jobs so um, probably minor in something a little more quote unquote practical um, fair yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to minor in like political philosophy or something like that so mm. I like that um, yeah I mean I, I briefly touched on my experience with statistics in the first episode but uh, similarly to Mike I started around like 15, 16 um and last yeah, last few years I've just gotten into it. Um, so Mike, do you also follow other sports? Obviously, you know there are some sports that are much more easy and accessible in terms of statistics. Yeah, Baseball is by far the easiest. Oh, of course. Um, but tell me basketball. I know you do a little basketball, so tell me about that. Yeah, I uh, I don't watch as much NBA as I should anymore because um, I mean it's it's cliche at this point, but. You know, game's kind of not as enjoyable as it was true. when you actually had multiple teams with the chance of winning a championship. Very true, very true. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm into, I follow the NBA, uh, I follow college basketball, I don't know probably the advanced stuff as well as baseball, but I'd say more than 99% of people. Yeah. Um, and then I'm 
I, I'd say a casual football and hockey fan. Sure. Um, and again, like you said, there's just not as much uh, information that's really available in terms of advanced metrics and some of those other sports. Um, baseball's a lot easier because it's such a kind of controlled environment where everybody, if you're healthy, you're going to get a certain amount of plate appearances. You can't, you know, walk up to the plate more like you can get the ball more in basketball. Right. So, uh, you know, just a lot more that we can actually look at and have a pretty good grasp on whether the numbers are telling us what they seem to be telling us. Yeah, no, that's well said. Um, I agree. And obviously we like baseball, so yeah. that helps. Um, so it is uh, April 3rd. Um, and the baseball season is five days underway now? Four? Uh, five? Yeah. The Yankees are playing their sixth game, I believe. Um, That's correct. Yeah. And um, previous, you know, the beginning of the season, like the day before the season started, um, Mike and I did a basically a war draft. And war is wins above replacement, which is a stat that really encapsulates everything a baseball player can do on the field. So it's a volume stat that incorporates defense, <laughs> Um, base running and offense and then also adjust for your position so for example a center fielder is going to have more defensive value than a first baseman um, because center field's a very difficult and valuable position so um, we decided to do a, a draft based on who would have the most wins above replacement um, the exact guidelines it was like we did 13 position players and like 7 pitchers something like I that I think 8 yeah or yeah um and, and it was only players with below five war. Five war was that it? Yeah. Below five war in 2018. Yep. Um, and this is all fan graphs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there are there are distinctions there. There's for those of you who don't know the the three main types of war. I'm gonna say main because I don't know somebody out there with a smaller site could have yeah. something. But the three that I know of, um, Baseball Reference, which is somewhat, I don't want to say outdated, but a little bit less advanced than Fangraphs. Mm -hmm. um, just built off the same general formula, same structure, just based off of some probably less precise statistics. Um, and then Baseball Prospectus, which is kind of radically different from what everybody else is trying to do. Uh, a lot more expected performance metrics than mm -hmm. results-based. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get some, some kind of big differences in those numbers, whereas yeah. Baseball Reference versus Fangraphs I prefer fan graphs, but they're generally fairly close. Yeah. Um, Prospectus, um, they updated their war numbers called Warp. They call it Warp. Yeah. Um, this summer when they introduced a new stat called uh, DRC+. Winter, plus Or winter, right. Winter, yeah. DRC+, plus, which is called Deserved Runs Created Plus. It's pretty complicated, but it tries to account for um, giving the batter, um, you know, points or um, value for something that he can control. Exactly. So it's, it's going to value walks a little bit more than um, WRC+, plus, which is mm -hmm. Fangraph's mm -hmm. offensive metric. Um, it's going to value walks a little bit more because uh, looking back at data that we have, we've yep. basically been able to figure out you know, walks, home runs, strikeouts, the three true outcomes. Uh, they're something that's a lot more stable than right. contact-based results mm -hmm. year to year. Mm -hmm. So being able to look at that, and it's definitely more predictive than WRC+. Plus. We're yep. not going to look at somebody's DRC+, plus and necessarily say, you know, this guy put up this much value based on this. It's more so what do we really expect from him moving forward. Right. So, yeah, that was the game. We used Fangraphs War below five, so there were no Mike Trouts in this game. There were no Mookie Betts, you know, et cetera. Um, and it was, it was pretty fun. So uh, we did it in a snake draft version. Mm -hmm. Also um, no rookies. 
Oh, we gotta right. That. No rookies. So no, no Vlad Jr., no Eloy, mm -hmm. um, no Paddock, who I definitely would have taken. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so let's go into it. We'll try and give brief um, descriptions as to why we chose the guys, but generally... Um, We'll keep it pretty. Oh, and uh, Gary just threw another ball into center field. Yeah, it's like. Um, uh, let's see. Was that on him? Or it hit the that's guy. That's not a great angle. Nah, um, it, hit him. it was on past my you, anyways. Can't blame Blaber for that one because he wasn't covering. Good pick, though. Wow. Anyway, um, so first uh, pick, I took Ronald Acuna Jr. as my left fielder. Um, Wait, did I just say? And he took. Uh, you know, he got an extension a few days later. Uh, great extension for the team. For the team, um, not so much for him. Well, whatever. He gets, so he gets a lot other, of money. Not so much for other young guys who are looking to get those deals. But you know what? He's set for life. And Acuna, yeah. um, he produced, um, I don't I think know It was 4.1 F4, I want to say. Uh, it was 3.7, three, three, three and his war per game, which is a metric that I just quickly made really quickly to decide, you know, who was the most efficient in game by game was .0075, which is really good. Because, um, of course, he, he debuted, I think it was April 30th. Um, yeah, he was pretty late. time, all of that, which uh -huh. ended up not even mattering because... Played in 111 games and 487 plate appearances. Yeah. You know, great defender, uh, super fast stat cast guy. Um, he's in the in the 29, high 29s in mm -hmm. feet per second, um, yeah. which is a stat cast metric. Um, yeah, and he can mash. Um, so I yeah, loved yeah. him. That was my first pick. And then uh, we just did uh, the snake. So Mike has the next two, then I had the next two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Mike, who are your first two picks? So my first two picks were Juan Soto and Chris Bryant. Soto, mainly because um, I think for probably their entire careers, Acuna and Soto are going to be compared. You know, mm -hmm. debuted in the same year, mm -hmm. both outfielders whose bats are just ridiculous for right. their ages. Soto, obviously, a year younger. And, um, you know, Soto, if we're just looking at offense, Soto was slightly better than Acuna last year. And although Acuna, a lot of, uh, a lot of talent evaluators think he's going to end up being the better bat, uh, a lot of projection systems actually have Soto ahead for this year and for, you know, the next couple. Mm -hmm. Uh Soto, not quite as good with the glove. I believe he had minus six uh, outs above average, which, for those of you who don't know, is um, baseball savant uh, stat cast. They basically introduced a defensive metric of their own a few years back, uh, which essentially most, most defensive metrics that we have are based on runs, so defensive runs saved, um, ultimate zone runs and for fan graphs. Uh, so theirs is based on outs. Mm -hmm. um, and it's based on actually stat cast, you know, hit probability, and uh, because of that, it's probably a little bit more precise than it's, UZR. Yeah, it's very simple uh, in the sense it's just when the ball's hit, how many seconds, how much time does the player have to get to it, and exactly. how far does he have to go. Exactly. And then so, there's a number created from that of probability. So. Just being a defensive metric, it's obviously going to be flawed because they're all pretty flawed, but mm -hmm. uh, in terms of reliability, it's it's probably the best of yeah. any defensive metric you can really look and at. And just, it's only available for outfielders. Mm -hmm. which and is, just for uh, reference, Acuna had a 388 Woba, Soto 392, so this yep. is pretty much the same. And then Acuna 376 X Woba mm -hmm. versus 371 for Soto X Woba, again based on exit velocity, launch angle, and then play discipline, so walks and strikeouts. Mm -hmm. So they're super similar guys. I just 
I just think I just like Acuna, but whatever. Oh yeah, he's a great player. Um, uh, Bryant, so Chris Bryant, yeah, down year, injured. Um, yeah, but exactly. You're, you're betting which, on a bounce back, and that's essentially why I was able to get him because you know normal Bryant year, he's never going to be below five WAR. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that it was like you said, a down year, and not something where he just sort of lost something in his swing. He was hurt a little bit, mm. um, and it definitely. Aside from just the time he missed, it also didn't seem like he was quite playing healthy when he was in the lineup. Yeah, nice. um, and he's a guy who, I think his first three seasons, I think he was above six war in each of those years. Um, and I actually, I have him coming back and winning the NL MVP this year. Um, bold. Which, yeah, absolutely is bold, but uh, he's a guy who just, up until last year, seemed to have one of the most reliable bats in the game. And he walks enough that I feel comfortable saying that uh, he can probably... Even when he's maybe not feeling too hot, he'll be able to create some value offensively. And I actually think his defensive value, I could be wrong, I think his defensive value was negative last year for the first time in his career, hmm. which I also think was probably a result of not being 100% healthy. Yeah. Uh, so and I could see yeah. him bouncing back in that in that area as well. Yeah, I mean, his numbers were... Pretty, yeah, they were pretty down, but you know, still a good player. 359 weighted on base average and 355 expo. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a very good player for yeah. most teams. Um, anyway, all right, so my next two picks I took Jose Altuve, the second baseman, and I took Corey Seeger, uh, the uh, Tommy John. Uh, shortstop from the mm-hmm. Dodgers and uh, Seeger. I'm just again, he's just a, a man crush of mine. I think he's <laughs> super talented. Um, still really young. I'm still betting on that because you know he's still 24 years old. Um, and in 2017, I'm gonna had- interrupt you real quick just to say that Tulo just left the game with a left calf strain. Oh my god! So that's gonna probably oh end up being god. the 11th Yankee on the <gasps> not the DL but the IL. Uh, oh my god. It's getting ridiculous. It it honestly didn't make sense that Tulo was still healthy when nobody else was. Yeah. Uh this was bound to happen. So Where's Greg? Six, yeah. six games into the year you'd hope it would take a little bit this longer, is, but this is tragic. Uh, this sucks. Uh whatever. We'll talk about the Yankees another time. We're both Yankee fans, as yeah. you can probably tell. Um so Seeger, yeah, I mean, I just I'm betting on him, you know, shortstops have huge value and my main when I was going through this, I wanted to look at um, positions where the top guy, the top two guys, are so much better than the others. And so, to me, it's close, but I think that uh, Seeger can be that much better than uh, Xander Bogarts, who was the next guy up. Yeah, and I, I have think to agree he'd be really there. good. Yeah. Um, you know, Bogarts is a really bad defender, sure. He, he is has, like, negative defender. 20 defensive runs His saved. His defense, I actually, I'll say that UZR seems to like him a lot better than defensive runs saved. Uh, I wouldn't exactly call him a good defender, even based on UZR. I think he was maybe a run above average in the past mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. years. Um, and, again, defensive metrics are fairly unreliable. Well, he, yeah. I would I would say he's probably slightly below average given the two, but defensive runs saved really do hate him. They hated him. him. Um, but regardless, so Seager, great player, Altuve, Jose Altuve, slightly down year, but um, he's not going to produce less than four wins. He's yeah. always in the field. Uh, yep. Just a reliable pick. And the second baseman I just found to be pretty yeah, exactly. freaking weak. Um, yeah, I mean, Cano had... Um, a great war per game number last year, but I because don't think of the suspension. Of course, right, he played 80 games. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be playing 150. And also, the Mets have 
a ton of second basemen. They do. I think I, I don't know necessarily that I would say he isn't able to play 150 because if you look, he's done it. Yeah, you know, past. I mean, he had I don't know how many straight seasons of playing. Mm-hmm. You know, 158, 160, 155, 159. Yeah. Well, he's durable. Um, absolutely. So he was out last year. He had the suspension. He also would have missed time anyways. With uh, was it an ankle injury? I think it was an ankle injury. Last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, he would, whichever body part it was, he was injured when he got suspended, so right. he would have missed time. But again, 80 games last year, uh, performed performed well when he was playing. So, yeah. uh, but he is getting older. We'll see how the Mets handle. No, he was great last year. Um, but you know, with McNeil and then also Jed yep. Lowry was one of yep. the next second baseman I considered, but I don't think he's going to get that much playing time either. Uh, the, the Yankees. Well, he's looked the like Yankees he's gotten a lot of time use. at third so far, but uh, Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Frazier's not playing. No. Yeah, yeah, probably smart. Um, yeah. yeah, so those are my next two picks. J.D. Davis hitting cleanup and playing third recently. <laughs> they, For Mets, God knows. They have Mets a lineup are, with Conforto, Cano, Lowry, Ramos, and J.D. Davis is hitting Alonso, cleanup. And don't forget him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's hitting second, so I can't really blame him for that. Nimmo yeah. first. Their first two looks good. After that, I it kind know. of falls apart. Their Mets are looking good. Um, I, yeah, I have a lot, of, a lot of expectations for yeah. them this year. All right, next two picks. Yeah, so... All right, so uh, I went Joey Votto and Noah Syndergaard. Um, Votto, because I'm as big a Votto fanboy as you'll find. Um, you know, you can look up a million mind-blowing statistics about him between mm-hmm. walk rate and pop. He actually pop popped up. up. He popped up to the third baseman today. No. It was a shock to the no. baseball world. He's never, for those of you who don't know, never once in his career has he popped up to the first baseman, the catcher, or the pitcher. Wait, so what was um, the thing about, like, Ricky? Was it Ricky Nolasco? That he popped up to like twice, or that, that made him been, pop yeah, up. Yeah, like, other been, than that, he has never popped it's, up. It's crazy. It's, it's just Ricky in Alaska for some reason. I think reason. since 2013, something like that, he has like seven infield pop ups. He's also <laughs> a lesser known one. He's he's never pulled a ball foul into the stands. He never is, in his career pulled he's about the modern day Ted Williams, right? It's crazy. He's Ted Williams. I have to say, I think if you get rid of actual ability, you know, physical talent. Um, yeah. He has to be the most skilled hitter in the game. Just his approach is one of the most mature that we've ever seen in any era. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a guy who had kind of a bizarre power dip last year, and it wasn't really something like Bryant where you could say, okay, he was hurt, because he actually did seem to be healthy. Um, and only Joey Votto is going to lead the National League in a, in a year where he's, you know, everybody's calling it a down year and still, had, I, think, I think, a 414 on base percentage. He had a 0.0 pop-up rate last year. <laughs> 0.0. Uh, so crazy. I actually think he might have finished the year with a higher OBP than slugging. Um, Let's see. Which is, I mean, rare for a guy, certainly, with his talent level, but... Um, on base was 417 and slugging was 419. So, so essentially <laughs> equal in on base and slugging. Crazy. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that I'm betting on to have uh, certainly more than the 12 home runs that he had last year. Uh, he yeah. provides pretty decent defensive value for his position. Um, not a lot of first basemen out there that are going to, I think two years ago he had 10 defensive runs saved. Right. So that's pretty much where you're going to max out at that position. Uh, but yeah, he's just a reliable bat, and like I said, even a down year last year, he's going to be a well above average hitter because of his walk rate. And uh, and then I went with Thor, Noah Syndergaard, who uh, I'm not really sure why he didn't end up with four war last year, because obviously he didn't have his best year, but he wasn't exactly pitching poorly. Um, 
and he just felt like a guy that was kind of too good not to take at that spot. A lot yeah. of really good starting pitchers up there. No, nah, he was um, he was one of the first guys I was thinking of taking for sure. Yeah, uh, so. great pitcher. All right, next two, I took Justin Turner and James Paxton. Justin Turner um, played in approximately 103 games. 400, no, not approximately. He played in 103 games, 426 plate appearances, and 4.2 war. That's a .098 war per game, which is crazy. That was the best out of anyone that was eligible for Didn't us. Didn't he hit like 400 over the past couple months? Of the he season? was amazing. I mean, Red he's, hot. he is also just a fantastic hitter. Oh, he's the man. Um, you know, fine defender. The point is, he Mets just, he let him go breaks. for nothing because they're the Mets. Ah, Mets. Hey, let's not hand on Mets. They, let's wait a little bit. I'm, a little no, bit. I'm, I have very high expectations for them this year. All right, Between all right. the starting pitching, and I actually think the offense is going to be really good. Right, um, so Justin Turner, for me, was the pick. Um, and Because, I mean, there are a lot of good thir- third basemen, and I could have taken Chris Bryant, but I just know Justin Turner is going to play more than 103 games, probably. <laughs> um, and so I bet on him. Well, you couldn't have taken Chris Bryant. Well, that, this is true. <laughs> and then I took James Paxton. Um, the pitchers were kind of like, I don't know if you felt the same way, they were kind of underwhelming guys. Like, they there were, were no like, high, high upside guys. It was tough because it wasn't, especially not being able to take any rookies, you definitely felt like there were, it was either a guy who had a down year, which I think for pitchers scares you off a lot more than it does for hitters, um, just because, you know, pitchers are such a risky commodity. Even a guy who had a, a good year um, is often not going to be the most reliable asset moving forward. So, uh, yeah, it's, if you're looking at guys below five war in terms of pitchers, you're going to be looking at a lot of guys who have probably value that doesn't necessarily match their talent level, mm-hmm. and that's not always the, the easiest thing to do. Yeah, predict. and, um, you know, Paxton gave up uh, his average exit velocity last year was... Eighty-nine point four miles per hour, which is was in the bottom percent, bottom nine percent of the mm-hmm. league, um, and exit velocity. There was a there was a study by some writer on the Athletic who just mentioned how it's not reliable, especially for pitchers, because it's hard for them to control it. I mean, the previous, and especially moving into a new division. Yeah, the previous year he was eighty-six point nine, which is like was probably around league average. So. And I, I think one of the lowest barrel percentages in the league. Yeah, two point eight, which is top four percent. So. Um, and barrels, by the way, are the perfect combination of exit velocity and launch angle. They're really good balls. They have an expected batting average of I think it's five hundred and a slugging of like fifteen hundred no, or something. I think the, I think the expected batting average was seven fifty. Something yeah, something I, crazy. I want to say seven fifty. Yeah, it wasn't five hundred. It was higher than that. But um, yeah, so James Paxton, I bet on him, and I'm a Yankees fan, so I want to see my guys succeed. Um, next two picks. Uh, so I went. I felt like I got really value in this, really good value in this round. So I went Bryce Harper, who's absolutely mashing right now mm-hmm. with his new team, the Phillies. Yes. Uh, just last night, he had the uh, not not necessarily the biggest moment because I think they were already up five. But uh, Still Washington, you know, being booed by all of his former fans and hits an absolute bomb off of Jeremy Hellickson and bat flipped. It had to be the record for most total flips in one bat flip. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's been mashing, and yeah. he's a guy. You're, we're starting to hear about odd-year Harper because, you know, 2015 he had uh, one of the best non-Barry Bonds left-hand hitter seasons of the century so far. Yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. And Maybe prob- the best. probably the best, yeah. yeah. Um, one of, well, I'd say one of the best in the past probably three, four decades. Uh, yeah, are you kidding? Absolutely. And... Um, um, 
And then 2017, he was he was performing really well, and then obviously went down when he uh, hurt his leg base. on the bag. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, 2018, a little bit of a down year. Uh, a lot of the reason that he was below four, uh, five more, though, was uh, just because his defense was so awful. And generally, he's pretty average. He's kind of vacillates a little bit between yeah. a few runs above, a few runs below. And then he was one of the worst defenders in baseball last year. Right. I personally want to believe that was just contract year, didn't want to get hurt. Sure. Uh, so I'm betting on his defensive value to at least be kind of passable. Yeah. No, we should and definitely we should definitely discuss that at some point. Yeah, and I, I think he's going to mash. Of, oh, he's going to mash 100. Um, but there are so many um, you know, articles about how... You know his sprint speed was super down, but mm-hmm. also like he had a lot of catchable. It's yeah. a thing we should discuss, but um, yeah, Bryce Harper, so a great pick. And then and then I went Walker Bueller, who I was surprised that Cam actually didn't pick. And I, I know when I picked him, he was a little bit annoyed because I think he was next on his list. Uh, but he's a guy who, you know, just came up last year and out of the gates was just performing. And um, you know, obviously got to see him a lot in the postseason, big stage, and he's a guy who, he just seems like the real deal. There's a lot of guys that can come up and kind of, you know, hitters don't necessarily know their tendencies and they can overperform a little bit, but if you dig into some of his expected metrics, he, he really looks like he, like I said, is just the real deal. Yeah, he was my next pick, and I told Mike about it, so I was not happy. Um, quick thing on Bueller, uh, as, you know, top 7% in almost all metrics, top six in ex-WOBA. So he was alongside the best pitchers in baseball. Um, I mean, if you look at these rankings, fastball velocity, 89th percentile. Curve, and this is 2019. Two, oh, this is 2019. Oh. Yeah, they updated, I think, yesterday. Here we go. 2018. Fastball velocity, 89th percentile. Curveball spin, 87th percentile. Ex-WOBA, 94th. Expected batting average, 86th. K rate, 82nd. Basically, if you're familiar with uh, baseball savant, you're going to see... Every metric has it's either highlighted in red or blue if it's not good, red if it's good. Yeah. Um, and he's bright red in pretty much everything, so yeah. uh, big expectations yeah. there. So um, those were our best, you know, the best guys. So we'll try to speed up a little bit for the next few guys. Yeah. Uh, next two picks for me were Blake Snell. Um, because Blake Snell didn't produce five wins, even though he was the AL Cy Young. And a lot of that is Fangraph spacing uh, their fifth. pitching metrics exactly right. off you know, fifth. He... So one eight nine ERA, absurd. Mm-hmm. Fifth and X fifth, not quite as good, but obviously still. No, he was very good, but um, it's just interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think he probably deserved to win. It's tight. But I I'm a very big I. Uh, when you have I, a one eight or whatever a one ninety RA, that's it's my, hard to argue. I actually argue. this is this is one of my hottest takes of the past um, award season. But I didn't have Snell in my top five for Cy Young. Wow. I, I had I think I had Bauer first. I had Cole up there. I had Verlander. I had Verlander up there. Um, I had Sale up there. Yeah. And I'm not sure who I had fifth, but I don't think I had him top five. Um, oh. Big strikeout yeah. and walk guy, I see. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then Michael Conforto as my right fielder. And to be clear, we're doing it like by positions, so I can't take two guys who are projected to play right field until we all, we finish our entire in, our entire field. So I took um, who did I, t- I took Conforto um, because. Well, every year seems to be the breakout year coming yeah, up. Yeah, but I Florida, like it so. this year for some reason. I'm, I'm smelling it. I'm a big it. fan. I, he, I think second half last year, he mac- uh, he, he raked. Um, and I'm hoping he can continue that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. And especially alongside Nimmo, that could be a 
really good tandem for years to come. We're talking about the Mets too much. We're talking way too much about the Mets. Mets. They, yeah. they did some of the right things. Yeah, unfortunately. It's one of the first times in years that we've been talking a lot about the Mets, and it wasn't making fun of them. <laughs> All right, your next two picks. All right, my next two picks. So I went uh, Yasmani Grandal and Clayton Kershaw. Grandal, another one of my hot takes. Uh, I believe Grandal is the best catcher in baseball. He's a guy who consistently, if you look at framing metrics, which have been on baseball prospectus for a while and actually were recently added to fan graphs, uh, under defensive metrics as their own metrics and then also incorporated into war for catchers. Uh, So framing um, is a lot more valuable than I think the average fan realizes. Uh, Offensively, he's probably the same level, I would say, as Real Muto. Uh, and then defensively, if you're not going to put framing in there, which Fangrass didn't until recently, Real Muto looks a little bit better. Uh, but mm-hmm. then once it goes in and that's incorporated into war, if you look back, I think Grandal led catchers in war for the past, I want to say, three years in a row. Yeah, no, I, um, it's fair. It is, And it's mainly just that it's a weak position. So It is a weak position. And the only two guys that you really could, eh, maybe you could take Gary Sanchez, but the really two guys that you're going to take in this game are Real Muto and uh, Grandal. I just I tend to like um, batting in, as a catcher, and I and I just couldn't look at the. I get it. I mean, I, there's really no argument to make. I mean, they're both great players, and oh, so yeah. Clayton Kershaw. And then I Clayton mean, Kershaw, yeah, it's a tough. guy. I, that was shocking. Took him because he yeah, he's not pitching. He scares me, but at the same time, I I couldn't really go through this draft not having taken Clayton Kershaw. He's a guy who I still think under the radar last year, and I don't know how Clayton Kershaw flies under the radar, but under the radar he had a very good year. I think only made 24 starts, but in terms of, you know, a per game basis he was not quite his old self, not quite, you know, 2013 Kershaw, MVP Kershaw but he was an ace. He was he was really if you're forgetting, you know, total volume, he was probably a top five pitcher last year. Um, and his injuries, don't get me wrong, they, they scare me. Uh, you know, he's definitely not in a place where you want him to be, if you're, especially if you're a Dodgers fan. Right. But uh, he's a guy who just, you could legitimately make a case for him as, you know, one of the probably five greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. Uh, You know, if he had stayed a little bit healthier, we would probably be talking about at what point do we call him the greatest pitcher ever. So, you know, he's a guy that just, no matter how much risk is attached to him at a certain point, you can't really let him pass you by in a draft like this. Right. Uh, My next two picks were Harrison Bader. And Harrison Bader went to my high school. Shout out to Horace Mann because Harrison Bader, who I didn't even know who he was when he went there, but apparently he's really freaking good <laughs> he is arguably the best center fielder in terms of defense in the league um i tend to strongly disagree with that statement in, in Kane Kiermaier. fair i mean it's fair i he's, mean he's fantastic don't get me wrong i'm a huge kiermeyer guy mm-hmm. till the day that i die i'm gonna fight for if kiermeyer's healthy he's a top five center fielder in baseball huh. um that's I think fair. he had, didn't he have the most defensive run saved in a season ever didn't he have like 42 or 44 or something like that I one guess. year he was actually healthy and uh, and when he is healthy, he can be a bit of a, an above-average bat. So I don't think he went in this draft, but yeah. I'm going off topic because I love Kiermaier. I, like just, I love Harrison Bader, though. I mean, yeah. he had 19 outs above average, so and he had the tied with Lorenzo Cain for the highest catch percentage added. So mm-hmm. in terms of expected catch percentage based on the balls hit to him and actual catch percentage, he was 7% better, which is tied for Cain with the best. So his defense is exemplary. He's still really young. Um 
I just think he has a really good work ethic because he went to my high school. And, and you know, so you I, know I have him. to point out that um, his underlying metrics offensively aren't great. Uh, he actually does look like he's hitting the ball a lot harder in 2019. Yeah, no, he, he, he's um, and that's strong, something dude. that, you know, of course, six games in, we can't necessarily say that's going to stick. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would much rather see a really high hard hit percentage through six games than a really high batting average or something that, you know, kind of just can be a little bit of luck through this Right. Short sample size. So yeah, I think it'll be fine. We'll see. Um, yeah, and then took JT Real Muto. Um, I touched on it. I think he's a really good hitter. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna uh, we'll go quickly. We'll say a few points on each guys. Um, yeah, but I'll try to speed it up. I'm yeah, th- <laughs> those are our, those are our main guys, and the rest of them are kind of fun guys. So yeah. quickly. So yeah. my next two picks, I went Aaron Hicks. You know, I'm a Yankee guy. I love him. I call him the best human center fielder in the American League because Trout's not human. Uh, another guy, high walk rate, just even when he's in a slump, he's going to give you some value. So I thought he was a pretty safe pick. Sure. And then Carlos Correa, uh, similar reasoning to Bryant, which yeah. is, you know, he's a really good player. He's a guy who consistently since his debut uh, provided a ton of value. And then last year, was hurt a little bit, wasn't necessarily healthy when he was on the field, um, just didn't have a great year, and uh, I'm betting on it being a fluke more than regression. Yep, fair enough. Um, my next two were Reese Hoskins and Zach Wheeler. So Hoskins, as a first baseman, I think I think the value I got of Hoskins is a lot better than the value you got of Votto. And you took Votto early, and I took Hoskins pretty late. That's a fair case. You know what I mean? Cause, That's a fair case. Um, I mean, Hoskins can play. I oh, mean, yeah. He's sure. now in first base. His defensive metrics won't kill him in terms of wins mm-hmm. above replacement. And he absolutely destroys the ball. And he's a great hitter, yeah. And Zach Wheeler. Uh, Better second half than DeGrom. Yeah, no, Zach Wheeler was very good. And, uh, sure, Zach Wheeler, whatever. Too many Mets. <laughs> God, this is pissing me off. Uh, and you, t- oh, you took a lot of Yankees. And then, yeah, that was, I, uh, yeah, two Yankees right here. And speaking, we talked about Cano a little bit before. And my brain, the objective baseball side of me wanted to go Cano, which would have been another Met. Um, but I decided to just go Glaber because I actually think he has a little bit of a higher ceiling this year. I think Cano probably the higher floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Glaber was, I think, around two wins above uh, wins above replacement last year uh, in his rookie year. Probably projects to be around the same this year. I don't expect him to make any huge leaps, but obviously, you know, the kind of the upper level of his projections is going to be Really, really good. Yeah. Um, lower level is probably, you know, one win. Um, I don't think he'll do that. Cano was the safer choice, but I went Glaber, partially probably because of bias, but I like him a lot. And yep. then I got Stanton, which I thought was really good value. Maybe not so much now hearing about the injury. Hopefully yep. he's not out for too long. I, uh, I'm, I don't like, I just hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I don't, I trade him. Trade him to the Dodgers. I don't give a fuck. I disagree. Uh, I know. I love him, but it pisses me off. Um, well, I'm sorry. But, but uh, yeah, he's he's a guy who just mashes. You know, you, you don't hit the ball harder than Giancarlo Stanton does. Yeah. And uh, I am expecting him to get a little bit. He actually played more time in, in the outfield than I think a lot of people realized last year. I think, I want to say 70 of his 159 games um, came in the outfield. Uh, I expect that to be even higher this year in terms of a percentage basis. Uh, not sure how many games he'll actually play just due to the injury he just suffered, but uh, I, think, for, I think he's going to accrue more defensive value than last just year. Just for context, Giancarlo Stanton had .0059 wins per game, and he played a shit ton of games. So the, 4. Thing, 2. the thing about that Compared is to, a lot of that was the positional value of playing so much DH. He got a lot okay, of points off for that. Okay, but he's going to be doing that again. Mitch Hanniger had .0084. Bryce Harper, or that's not a good one. Michael yeah. Brantley 
point oh oh five five. I should have taken Bryce Harper. I'm just well, you. T- <laughs> I took Bryce Harper. Ah, uh, I don't know. There are other guys. Um, and quickly, Ken I'll is just. Ken a Giancarlo hater. Ah, I'm not a hater. I just <laughs> he can't fucking hit a slider. All right, uh, I'll just run through my next picks. Xander Bogarts can really hit again. Just can't really defend, but uh, he's. Very good hitter. Just got his extension. Yeah, his huge extension, extension season for everybody, except for except for Judge. Except for Yankees. We're not going to get one for Judge Gary Glaber, but everybody else gets an extension. Uh, Tommy Pham, huge second half. I think mm-hmm. he had like a 200 WRC plus or some crazy numbers. Uh, maybe not that, but it was insane. Um, and so I like Tommy Pham. I took Jameson Tyon as my pitcher. Uh, he's got some good numbers. Jack Flaherty. I took a lot of young guys because I'm just betting on youth. I took uh, Brandon Nimmo. And uh, Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna, love him. Mm-hmm. Huge uh, down year. He was down fanta- year. fantastic and in 2017. And he had a really good second half. He really didn't get much credit, I think, in 2017 just because Stanton was, mm-hmm. you know, won the MVP, no, which Votto probably should have won. Yeah. But Stanton was getting all the attention, you know, 60 home run se- or 59 home run season. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have, you know, Ozuna across the outfield doing his thing. I think he had like a 570 slugging percentage, almost a 400 on base that year. No, he was Then a, a down year last year. He had a shoulder injury, and yeah. I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll bounce um, back, too. So to Brandon Nimbo. Then I took Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, yeah, there are some numbers on him. Exit velocity is super high. A lot of people like him to break out this yeah, year offensively. And he, Obviously, defensively, he's... He's great. And he turned up a lot in the second half. Yep. Um, and my last pitcher... Or I had three other pitchers. Uh, Mike Clevender, who just dominated the last game. Yep. Nick Pavetta. Indians rotation is unfair. Yeah. Nick Pavetta, huge strikeout to yep. walk ratio, and he was really hurt by his defense last yeah. year. And Chris Archer. should be Archer. a lot better this year. Yeah. And Chris Archer, just because Chris Archer is a good player. Uh, Mike, want to quickly run through your guys? And, yeah, you uh, got it. Yeah. Um, so I went uh, German Marquez. German, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm I pronouncing. I think it's Herman Marquez. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's the man. He's, um, you know, one of the better. It sounds sad to say this, but one of the better starting pitchers the Rockies have ever had, and he's been up for a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his, I don't remember the exact numbers, his XFIP looked really good last year, and XFIP is not necessarily something that's going to look great for um, Rockies pitchers because, you know, quality of contact in cores is just going to dart way up. Yeah. So uh, his his raw numbers, ERA, everything like that might not look crazy, but he's, you know. Um, Strasburg, another guy who just had a down year last year, a guy with a ton of talent, first overall pick, mm-hmm. super hyped up, and he's going to be great. Um Anthony Rizzo, I thought was great value, just super consistent year to year. Andrew Benintendi finally digging into some Red Sox. Um, Luis Castillo, who had a fantastic game yesterday. Ken was making fun of me a little bit for that pick, but uh, I, I think he's going to do some big things. Uh, I know he's got talent for sure, um, and um, he's got his changeup. That's his just change insane. Nice. It's like who, who's the amazing all-time pitcher with the crazy on the Braves? Like that through one of the. Is it Glavin who threw the crazy changeup? Might be. Yeah, whatever. He's got um, a sick changeup. But then uh, uh, Berrios, who's another guy who just every year seems to be Berrios. This is going to be his year. And this year I actually do think it will be his year. Sure. Um, good underlying statistics. Uh, Miles Mikolas, who had a great year last year. Uh, underlying stats maybe not quite as good as his performance, but I don't think the regression is going to be too bad. Uh, I grabbed Hanniger, who Mitch was just talking about, probably better value than Stanton. Um, And then my last pick I grabbed, loved this value, Cody Bellinger, Mm -hmm. um, who has been awesome this year already. Um, And he's a guy who, you know, 
uh, boatload of home runs, rookie of the year in 2017. Um, not quite as good in 2018 as 2017, but probably better than he got credit for. A um, little bit maybe of a down year, not even sure I'd call it that. And yeah. even if it was, I think he's bouncing back. Yeah, I mean, it's safe bet. He's still young, and he plays center field as well as first base. So, he does, yeah. Uh, a lot probably of not as much this year with the Pollock signing. Yeah, true, true. All right, well, that's going to end it for us. Um, hopefully we'll do a lot more of this. We'll keep everyone updated on our war. I have to make a PSA for everybody. If you haven't seen uh, the Alvarado fastball from today yet, oh, yeah. 97, 97 99. 99, 99. 99 miles an hour, about two miles of movement on it. Yeah, uh, Charlie I've Blackman never, was just... I've never seen a pitch like that in yeah. my life. It's pretty dirty. Um, if you haven't seen it, Google whatever right now. You'll find a video, and your brain is going to melt. <sighs> Yankees, everything's going wrong for the Yankees right now. What's the score of the game? Uh, Tune him back into the game. It's 1 1. All right, 1 1. one, one I mean, we're, we can't score any fucking runs. So Void is up. He's going to strike two. out here. Let's wait. Let, let's wait until this next pitch. Because <laughs> I want to. I I, we'll I, finish the podcast with the end of this Void plate appearance. Yeah. Runner on second, two outs in the fifth, 1 1 game. He's going to strike out. And the 2 2. <laughs> Oh, he in took it in the dirt. Three two. Three two. Um, yeah, so we'll be back. Um, we'll finish it after the p- play appearance, but um, hopefully we'll do a lot more of these. Um, school year's coming to an end, but um, we'll figure out a way. Well, and uh, some stuff in there. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Baseball season just started. We'll definitely get into basketball. Hopefully, mm. um, you Knicks fan? I am a Knicks fan. Okay, I'm a Knicks fan too. So that's high hopes, low expectations. <laughs> Alright, 3-2. And, and he go. struck out. He there struck out. Not surprised. Alright. Way to end it. Crap. Oh, God, I hate... Oh, God! Anyway. Alright, well, that has been Rounding the Bases. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining me. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.